Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Set Your Expectations. This is the podcast that talks about different careers and aspects of life and breaks down different misconceptions that you have or may have about each one. My name is Joe Gerger, and I'm your host. Each time, I'm joined by Josh, my co-host. Josh, who do we have today? Well, Joe, today we had the pleasure of sitting down and speaking to Sarah and Cliff Milliman. Now, they are parents. They're the parents of three children, but specifically, we talked to them today about parenting their child with developmental disabilities, um, and it was a really, really informative conversation. Sarah has experience in the field of um, developmental disability, so she was very informative um, and very prepared, so she was, I mean, the highlight of the show is her really just schooling the, the two of us. Um, Cliff was great, too. Cliff is her husband, and he's a stay-at-home dad as well as a musician. Um, but, yeah, they were great. They were wonderful to have on. Excellent parents. Uh, I love talking to them. Uh, but how did you, what did you think? Yeah, they were definitely awesome. Uh, I was surprised uh, initially. Uh, we, you know, wanted to talk to Cliff because we knew him. But uh, he brought Sarah on, and Sarah had a lot of information to give us, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a ton. Um, without further ado... I think that's time for the show. I'm Cliff Milliman. I'm Sarah Milliman, and we are here to talk about developmental disabilities and parenting. Okay. So uh, how many children do you guys have with developmental disabilities? Just one. Okay. All right. What's nope. the, uh, can you, boy or girl? Uh, we have one girl. She's uh, three years old um, and she has three disabilities, uh, Down syndrome, autism, and epilepsy. It's uh, Lennox-Gastaut. Yes. Which is Good. a form of epilepsy. Yeah. It's uh, just means it's a fancy way of saying that she has two or more types of seizures that are not controlled by medication. I too have seizures. Do you? I do. Yes. I didn't know that. I do. I take multiple medications for it. That's interesting. Uh, when what, did she have all of these uh, at birth? Uh, well, well, Down syndrome. <laughs> you're you're born with Down syndrome, so yeah. Down syndrome is a duplicate of the 21st chromosome, so T20. Christ, only 23, 21. Oh, Lord. Um, it's past my bedtime. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're born with that. And then, um, yeah, autism is a genetic condition as well. So she probably had that when she was born. And children with Down syndrome um, have a 1 in 10 chance of having autism opposed to a kid who does not have Down syndrome. And then, yeah, we don't know what started the seizures. So yeah, the seizures started at four months. Yes. Wow. Um, does she does she have the seizures all the time? Is there something specific that triggers them? Uh, not particularly, and she has them just throughout the day. Uh, they're not really uh, always noticeable. They her head will drop, or you know, yeah, her arms will go limp, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of how to describe it. They're very quick. So it almost looks like um, when a person's nodding off to sleep, maybe, and they're yep. sitting up and their yeah. head drops a little and they start to wake themselves back up. That's typically what they look like. I think a lot of people often think of seizure and they think of like a typical, you know, grandma, like yeah. they're just shaking and, and all that. Right. Is hers uh, at all like 
involved with, with narcolepsy or like a sleep disorder? No. Well, they've thrown around possible um, sleep apnea issues, but not, yeah, not narcolepsy, but sleep apnea, again, is also very common in pe- people with Down syndrome. Is so, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a little sister with Down syndrome. Uh, I don't know. I don't really speak to her, so I don't know if she has autism, but it's interesting you said like one out of ten um, kids have autism uh, that have Downs. So do you know the like the ratio of, of kids without Down syndrome that get autism? I currently don't because it keeps changing. At one point, I think it was like one in 75. Uh. So, I mean, the rate continues to grow. And I don't know if that's because people get better at detecting it and diagnosing it or that now we're willing to say autism is a spectrum and you're somewhere on this spectrum. So... So when you say it's changing, it's it's changing and moving more towards the territory of more kids are having and being diagnosed with autism then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you guys have more than one kid, correct? Yeah. Three. Three children. Yeah. One is new, correct? Yeah. One is a, two a, months. A new toy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one that screams all the time. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what's it like? What are the differences between raising um, your three-year-old and the other two? Uh, it's it's pretty different because the, at this point, our uh, we have a 19-month-old as well, and she's getting to a point where she's exceeding her in, in uh, de- uh, development in a lot of ways where she's walking and learning words and uh, Evangeline, uh, our daughter with Down syndrome, is still about a one-year-old uh, mentality um, it's, developmentally. It's development. Cognitively, she's anywhere in different areas. She's anywhere right. from three months to 11 months. Typically, you know, that's what we've gathered and and different doctors have told us we took her to a psychologist who you know gave her the autism diagnosis which we knew was there (laughs) um but so she's on different levels she's um she doesn't walk so she crawls she just got crawling down a little over a year ago yeah um she will occasionally pull herself to standing which is something new and exciting um but yeah, it, it is different in, it's different in, in a couple different ways, just having um, a mobile child or a child who's typically developing and you're like, oh, I forgot kids did that at that age, mm. you know? Um, I was really happy that Evangeline was our first because I don't think we had any preconceived ideas, you know, of parenting other than the typical, like, my kids will never eat that junk, like, <laughs> which, uh, which they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they very much do. <laughs> I know that you said uh, one is 19 months. Yeah. Um, that's your second child. I know they're very young, but uh, is she close with Evangeline? Like, what's their relationship like? She plays with her sometimes, and they fight sometimes. I guess it's, I mean... It's just it's, akin to... Yeah, it's, it's pretty normal. Uh, but Evangeline is sometimes doesn't engage as much because uh, she's... Uh, I don't know. She's just kind of off in her own little world sometimes, and uh, she plays a lot by herself. But she occasionally will, um, you know, connect, or they'll, you know, some somehow hug or play in some way. But it's usually uh, 
It's usually she's trying to steal her pacifier. Yeah. Because uh, Cadence... They pull each other's hair, yeah, too. That gets... happens a lot. Sometimes uh, uh, Evangeline... Sometimes I think she's vicious because she will, like, smile while she's pulling her hair and, and Cadence is crying. And I'm just like, you are uh, a psychopath. <laughs> It's more likely she likes the feeling of her hair in her hand, yeah. I'm, I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm convinced that all children are a little bit evil. A little devious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm starting to adopt that. I, I, just, like, I look at him like, man, they look so sweet, so there's got to be something behind that. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Your youngest, the newest child, is a boy? Yep. <laughs> How excited are you for that? Uh, it's pretty exciting. I... I, uh... <laughs> He's got to be careful because I'm going to be like, what? My girls aren't good enough? <laughs> that's, that's the heir to the throne, yeah, man. I mean, it's, so, it's so interesting because like each, uh, each child is very different. Like Evangeline having disabilities and then having uh, a girl and a boy and having like three different, completely different uh, experiences of raising a child. And I think that's cool. Like they have a very unique experience to, uh, you know, to yeah. have. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, my, I guess my question is, did you have any signs before Evangeline was born that she was going to be uh, developmentally, developmentally we, can disabled? We, can, we, Actually, well, can we briefly talk about my terrible OB? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know, I think we can. So um, I had, I was seeing this doctor who has since had his license revoked for... Um, oh. Having sex with like his patients yeah. and residents Some and nurses. Um, <laughs> so this guy was—he was a little odd. Um, and we, I, we had discussed um, prenatal testing, which we turned down. So we didn't have that because obviously we would have known beforehand. Um, but there are certain signs that you can see in an ultrasound on a twenty-week ultrasound that are just flags that would maybe say, okay, you know, just so you know. Um, this could happen, you know, this is a probability. Um, and she had some of those signs, um, such as like her nose bone didn't like completely, it didn't reach out as far. I think that like as, as typical kids do. Um, and then she actually was born with a hole in her heart, which you probably would have seen on an ultrasound, but this guy is just like, yeah, it'll be great. So he never noticed any of these things? Or? No, no, he didn't. And I mean, if he did, he just didn't give a damn. I don't I don't know. Because literally yeah, he, strange. you know, you hear different stories about, you know, people um, who have kids with Down syndrome and didn't get the prenatal testing. Like um, there's a blogger who wrote about his experience where his wife, they delivered the baby, saw that it had Down syndrome, and the doctor was like, I'm so sorry, would you like some antidepressants? So there's different networks that are actually working with doctors and saying, you know, this is how you deliver this news, mm -hmm. not like, I'm so sorry, your life may suck, you know, <laughs> because it's not that. Um, but no, he bedside manner. Right. Yeah. He literally he literally delivered her through her on me. And I think I saw him one other time after that. Like he never said anything to me. Oh he never. Goodness. It yeah. was it was a very peculiar experience. And I feel like had we had any other doctor, we would have known from the 20 week ultrasound. Basically, that was a very long story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> about that. But we actually after. Uh, <laughs> 
after she was born, we didn't know officially until two weeks later. Yeah, no one bothered to call us yeah. and tell us. So you didn't even know when she was a, a young baby. I, I, we knew. We, <laughs> I think you knew more than I did, like, because for me, I don't, you know, I don't know all the signs. When they're that young, I think all babies look pretty much the same. <laughs> they like they all just kind of look weird, and, yeah. like, their heads are bulgy, you know, so. Kind of gross. Yeah, babies, you know, they, they, they ease into their cuteness. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> do you want to say what you said? I would never recommend saying this. So, <laughs> like, but no, like when they looked when when I was holding her, I'm sitting there holding her, and I, you know, I've worked since I was 18. So at this time, 11 years, I've worked with people with disabilities. And they, you know, I'm holding her, and I look at the nurse, and I said, "She looks kind of Downsy," which is terrible. Like you should never refer to a person with Down syndrome as Downsy. That's very insulting. You know, but yeah, that's and something that just comes out when you just gave birth. So like, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. not. A lot, which, of, you a lot know, of hormones, yeah. not your fault. And I didn't even say it in a bad way. I was just like, hey, no. is anyone going to mention this to me? Because, and, and well, I, I, I just remember thinking think it was that... funny because it wasn't like a shocking thing to you. You're like, looks kind of downsy. Like, <laughs> uh, so what did the nurse say? Like, was she shocked? She said, she like, no, 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 no. No, she's just, ah. she's swollen. She's just puffy. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. So, well, I wonder, I mean, in her defense, I wonder how often she hears that. Because that has to be yeah. a common thing that people are, are worried about. I mean, I don't have children, but right. I imagine that a lot of people always think that. And then... Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't, like, if they don't expect it and they don't have the experience that, mm -hmm. that we did, right? that you do especially, uh, then they might be scared, you know, because look at what the doctors uh, did with us, you know, like, right, right. making us think it was this uh, burden or this bad thing. I think it's true of all parenting though, right? Like, it's all kind of going to be <laughs> this horribly scary thing it's no matter what's going on. a very challenging experience. The, the disabilities, uh, you know, can add to the, the difficulty sometimes, but it doesn't, you know. It's just different, yeah. though. It's not... It's not... I don't feel that it's emotionally harder, but I feel like it, it's in different areas, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you guys... Uh, questions kind of interestingly i want to ask you cliff yeah how was what was her initial reaction like when you guys found out <laughs> she found out first i was working uh so bad at delivering yeah. news i want to hear it from you and then i want to hear from her <laughs> what okay. your reaction i'm was. trying to remember specifically right now because yeah you called me it was like in the morning, like nine o'clock or something like mm -hmm. that. And I was working, gardening and, uh, you were crying on the phone. You called me bawling and told me, and yeah, I was just kind of in shock. I didn't know what to think. I was like, so what, yeah, what does this mean? What do, mm -hmm. what do we do now? What's next? Uh, I'm like, my head is just in space and I worked with a close friend. And so he had no idea what to say or how to, you know, he was, uh, 
he was really getting supportive, but it was just funny because we were both just kind of like all day just kind of talking about it. And it was just, uh, it was very shocking to me. I didn't, I <laughs> didn't see it coming for whatever reason. Cause like she had all the signs as far as like we knew and it wasn't, and it was something we knew we were equipped for, you know? So it, it shouldn't be scary, but it's still like that jarring moment. You hear that and you're like, wow. <laughs> so for him, somebody who's like not used to this, wasn't prepared. What did you like see his reaction as? His reaction was perfect because I was actually hysterical <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because everyone had assured me like she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. You know, her muscle tone's pretty deep. Her muscle tone was terrible, so they were just lying. Her muscle tone feel, you know, she's strong. She doesn't have it. You know, they're just doing the test because her eyes are kind of oddly shaped. And and after two weeks of no one calling me, I was like, well, clearly she doesn't have it because someone would have told me, you know? Um but I remember, I'm I'm a picture fiend, you guys, you know, you've seen, yeah, you've seen the Facebook. I'm, all, yes. I'm out of control when it comes to pictures <laughs> of my kid. I am that annoying person. Um, I love, I do love that all of your kids have their own hashtag, though. They do. Yeah. They do. I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I eat that shit up. It's, it's kind of awesome, because, like, we uh, we just started doing it with Evangeline, but then yeah, nobody else Evangeline ever... Evangeline, my love. Yeah. Cadence, yeah. my joy. Solomon, my dear. Solomon. Yeah, so now everybody can go creep on my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We can redact this. Yeah, <laughs> right, no, it's it's cool though because like nobody else uh, in all of social media there's has a used. Few. There's a few, but like there's a few here and there. on wide scale, it's not. It's it's the vast majority are our pictures. Well, yeah. it's, it's I think it's only um, you know not everybody gives their kids hashtags. But it's only because the people who are having hashtag weddings right now haven't had kids yet. Yeah, that's so true. In about, in about four or five years, we will be inundated with just <laughs> terrible hashtags and awful children's names. I mean, they probably so, started it because of us. Yeah. I, no, 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 that's I, what I mean. We yeah. started yeah. this We trend. started this trend. Yeah, no, you're going to. But the, the thing is, like, in five years, all the good names we take it up. So we'll have just awful combinations out there. Yeah. And it's going to be your fault. It'll be like Montrese, Montrese the champion or something like that. <laughs> Uh, yes. uh, Kilimanjaro, my liege. <laughs> that one's kind of cool, actually. I, mean, I think I mean, I'm just going to do that. Jacuzzi Joe. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, so what, I want to know, how did you receive the news? Then? So, okay. So, yeah. So I took her to her two-week checkup. And we got through the entire checkup. Oh, she looks good. She looks good. And so finally, you know, I looked at the doctor and I said, so those test results. And he's like, oh, of course she has Down syndrome. And I just, I, I lost it. Like, I just, I just started bawling in the office and I was like, I, I just, I don't, I'm not really this upset, but I'm just really shocked. So I'm just sitting there crying hysterically and he was just realized automatically that no one had fucking called. Oh, can I say that? On the oh, yeah, you're okay. No one had fucking called me to tell me this news. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I drove home and I called Cliff and I was very much a mess and I was crying. I was really surprised how yeah. upset she was actually because, uh, yeah, 
you know, we had talked about it and the yeah. fact that it was a possibility, but yeah, you, you um, seemed genuinely but he was, surprised. He was really just <clears throat> calm and he said, it's, it's okay. He's like, does it change how much we love her? And, no, of course not. You know? And he, he said, well, it, then we're going to be okay and it's going to be fine. He was really actually very, very calm, which is, I think <laughs> maybe a little switch from normal. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so we just kind of, it was just, I don't know if I had let myself believe that it wasn't true. Um, even when, oh, I was going to say about the pictures, I, I would take pictures, um, where she was sleeping because when her eyes were open, you could very much tell she had Down syndrome. So this whole couple weeks I'd been taking all these pictures a very specific way. Um, cause I just wasn't, I don't know if I wasn't ready to accept it or I needed to hear the words. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting too, like uh, how things in our in our culture and things that we've learned, you know, can affect us that way. Because you're somebody who has worked in the field at that point; it had been, you know, at least ten years. Eleven, yeah. And uh, get that one extra year in there. And you knew that it wasn't anything to be worried about, like, but you still had that visceral reaction. Uh, when it happened, and I think that's interesting how that from from I've read a, happens. I've read a lot of um, memoirs and books, and spoken to a lot of parents, and you know, even the most um, open-minded, welcoming parents. Um, it sounds like the the reaction is is often the same, but it's more you're not crying for them, but you're crying for yourself and like plans you've already made for mm. them and you know like I want this but that's just a testament to the limitations that we place on people with disability right like right. not them you know like she'll never get well she could get married you know like yeah exactly so it's one of those but it's one of those like oh no everything everything has to change now and then you're like well maybe it doesn't right yeah right or maybe it'll just be something different and yeah, that's it's good just, too yeah different, <laughs> difference always good yeah you know because mm -hmm. sometimes our plans are shit yeah, <laughs> most of the time yeah. <laughs> my plans yeah. end up being shit. Yeah. I am interested to know, uh, especially with your guys' situation. I know that you had uh, inklings and feelings, uh, given that you had experience with this. But what kind of denial was there, uh, leading into the moment where the doctor said that? Like, did were you heavily in denial? I know you said you even went to the point where you took pictures like a specific way. <laughs> um, was this something that you guys were talking about like together? Like this could be a possibility, but at the same time you guys were like, nah, you know, she, no, they would have told us like, how, how did that go? Like before, the, Bef before the, you found out. For yeah. Sure. I, I'm having a hard time even remembering. I think we, we had talked about it, you know, we had said, well, you know, and we had always said, if she does, it doesn't change anything. If she does, she doesn't change anything. There was just something really, you know, powerful and, you know, the, a reaction that I wouldn't have expected from myself, you know, mm -hmm. when, when the news was actually there. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I think I knew obviously, but I just wasn't maybe ready. Like I needed to hear it. And, and I thought for sure someone would have called me. Yeah, tell you. <laughs> um, mm. so that was, yeah, that's just how I had thought. Like so, surely someone would call me because it seems like kind of important news. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not, it seems like somebody really dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one um, to like follow like religion or anything, but I think that it's interesting to see that this, your first child, uh, this, this child with all these needs came to you who has everything it takes to raise this child and this man with his gigantic heart. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't have found two better parents. It's it's a medical problem, actually. He's a lot of bacon. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, everything happens for a reason or anything, but I think it's interesting to know that she happened to fall into you guys. I definitely think that, I mean, if, you could have asked, like, you know, a, a child perfectly made for me. She's definitely it. Um, but at the same time, I try not, I don't know, the the whole trope. Or not, is it a, I don't think it's a trope. I think that's a unfortunate use of that word. It didn't, I don't know. It didn't work well <laughs> I know for what me. you mean, though. We'll redact he, it. He says it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's the age-old well, trope, tro- Sarah. Yeah, trope in stories. At the end of the show, Josh and I spend a couple hours just listening. We're like, we don't, we don't like that very much. (laughs) We actually, we just, we just cut over you guys with different words. We'll find a word that you said that we like better, and we'll we'll just cut that. Very like deep voice. It'll be like so obvious. No, um, you hear a lot. You you do hear that a lot. And, and while I, I would consider myself a, a religious and a spiritual person, you know, and I I think like this kid was perfectly made for me. You hear a lot. Oh, God only gives special people to special people. And you just want to punch people in the face because if that that's really not true, because God gives special people to really terrible people. Yeah, and yeah. and if we're using word special people for people with disabilities some people with disabilities are really assholes too like they're not magical <laughs> angel creatures that Amen drop from that. heaven like i mean your daughter's she's not an asshole is she she can she be, can be. <laughs> she like we said she pulls her sister's hair <laughs> <laughs> i just like and i have no problem why? admitting I, that <laughs> i wanted to push the limit and see if i can call your daughter an asshole <laughs> wait, wait wait a second <laughs> we're, we're she the seems, she seems people. like a sweetheart um, <laughs> and she can be. <laughs> so I want to know when you when you guys tell people, uh, specifically you, because you usually deal probably deal with people on a day to day basis who don't have this kind of experience with these with uh, special needs people, um, developmental disability people. <laughs> so, you're not. You're not. Let's touch on that. You you hate the term special needs. I hate the term special needs. Why? I don't. I just feel like it's trying to put like this sweet cushy thing on I mean don't get me wrong like I don't think I wouldn't I, I don't know how to explain it it oh, has people, a, a people reaction want everything sugar-coated, though. people people want everything sugar-coated it's mm-hmm. this it's like it's this stereotype of of the innocent sweet you know disability and I think for a long time people were even afraid to use the term oh they're disabled you know like you hear a lot of things like people first language like put the person before the disability you know which you do want to do like yes recognize a person as a person but there's a whole um if I start rambling too much you can stop me but there's a there's a whole um you know, um, movement within disability rights to, you know, just to reclaim that and say, yes, I am disabled. It's part of me. It's part of who I am and I'm not afraid of it. And it doesn't need to be like sugar coated. It doesn't need to be any of that. It just, it is what it is. And I am who I am. And 
Yeah. I don't really uh, get too offended <laughs> by any of the, like, if I can tell when somebody's, you know, just doesn't know, you know, they're just uh, ignorant of the, the terms and that's, that's fine. And I'm not jumping all over people. Like I yeah. am too. Like, I feel like there's a lot of room to edge it, you know, like yeah. talk to people about it. And, but you know, if someone, my oh, own what? grandma asked, oh, is she a mongoloid? Which is a terribly outdated oh. racist term and my poor grandma you know she has dementia she doesn't know any better so you know so yeah you know <laughs> like the, obviously that wasn't the time to educate people yeah. like grandma's <laughs> not changing it's not okay grandma but you know but it does bother me when i see people out like i hear it out all the time every day i usually hear someone use the word retard as a slur and that just bugs me because it's like why like that's just it, it is it just sometimes is jarring to me uh, but I also remember a time when I was a teenager and said it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been I've been really trying hard to train myself not to say that. The way I had to train myself not to say a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's one of the things like uh, growing up, you just everyone's kind of an asshole to everyone. And yeah, you just like all right, whatever, and nothing, you know, nothing matters because everyone hates everyone and everyone hates living. And yeah, everyone, because taboo and is just, the yeah, thing. You, teenager, you're pushing the limit. Yeah. You know, so you're just. And as an adult, you're like, man, I really gotta cut that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it becomes so norm, like the norm yeah. in your everyday, like, yeah. your vernacular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah there's a lot of things that uh, that you just uh, not around it, or you're not around uh, people. Like, I was never around people with disabilities when I was uh, in high school, so I would call people retards, and yeah. that would just be a part of my language, but. That would now like that is jarring to me, but I forget that not everybody has that in their life. Not everybody's uh, educated on that, and so you try to have room for people, but you also like gotta correct people sometimes. <laughs> well, and I think it depends. Like there are honestly people, you know, um, I was part of a, a parent group on Facebook, and. Um, a guy got on there and said, can someone please explain me, explain to me why the word retard is so offensive? And he was like, honestly asking the question. And you know, the parents were like, how dare you ask that question here? But I'm like, if you can't ask it here, where can you ask it? Like, you know, like you have to be able to ask that question and you have to be able to have those conversations with people and not in a, well, you know, this is really offensive and you know, but in a way that's like, Hey, I just want to let you know that, yeah. If only more people were like that and didn't just jump to listen here, fuckwad, and all, and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, if you you ask anyone any kind of question about anything, you're immediately a xenophobic, homophobic. I've always found that calling homophobic. someone a fuckwad was the best way to get them to listen here. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's typically the second I tune out. So. So. What I was trying to get it to. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I know that's good. But what I was trying to ask is when you when you talk to people, specifically you, Cliff, because you probably deal with more people who don't uh, deal with this on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. What is the reaction to finding out that you have a child with disabilities? Like, what do you get? I'm sure you get a lot of probably pity. Uh, uh, that's what I assume. I I think that uh, man, people react in a lot of different ways um i because i drive for uber as well so like mm-hmm. i i end up talking about it a lot because people ask you know what do you do and i'm like i'm a stay-at-home dad and i've got 
three kids, you know, so that comes up a lot. And uh, yeah, you get a lot of different reactions. I've met other people who have disabilities. I met a guy who had seizures as well, and we talked about that. Um, but then you meet people who will be like, oh, that's, you know, the cutest, you know, or, you know, they'll already compliment me on being such a good parent and they don't even know me, you know, it's just, you get that weird reaction from people because they feel like they have to have some sort of thing to say. And I'm not offended by it either because I don't, you know, a lot of people don't know how to react. I was, well, because I think about it, I'm like, if he, if I were new and I can't find a be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like because I mean I'm like really, I get that I mean, too. I'm yeah. thinking about like oh, I don't really know. I don't really care about the guy's life at all. So I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I get I get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I imagine driving Uber. You probably get a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get all kinds. We're gonna we're, save we're, it. we're coming back to that. Save, save it. Put a pin in it because that that is future Cliff. That is that's what we're talking about the future. Um, I want to know, um, Sarah. The people that you work with, it's funny because they're familiar with with the, the developmental disabilities, but they probably don't have children of their own like that. Um, it, it honestly depends um, in just the environment because I've actually, I, I recently started a new job and I've actually run into about three or four parents who have kids with um, disabilities. Is, who, is that usually why they get into it? Um. I believe in each case, um, they were already in the field prior to having children. And I think, um, I just, it just goes to show that like, you know, disabilities happen, you Mm -hmm. know, you can be prepared all you want, but you know, it's, this is part of life. What, um, what kind of reaction do you get from the, the people who aren't parents of disabled children? Uh, what do they say? Because these are people who are familiar with, with right. what you're dealing with. I don't think people know how to handle me. So I am a very honest person and I'm very upfront. So, you know, like I would joke around, I'll say like, yeah, she's an overachiever. Why have two diagnoses when you can have two diagnoses when you can have three, and, you know, just, I'll joke around about it. And then, um, and, and, I, and I'm just really, really open. Like I started yeah, I a, call her a triple threat. <laughs> I started a new job and I had to go into my boss and I said, Hey, you know, my kid's having surgery on the third. I'm going to need that day off. I know I just started. Is that okay? You know? And they're just like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. You know? So, um, I don't, it's not like the first thing I say about her, but I know that it's going to come out and I don't ever want people to think that it's something I'm afraid of or ashamed of. Like, I freaking love this kid so much. Like, she is just amazing, you know. Even though she can be an asshole sometimes, she's amazing, (laughs) you know. And so I don't ever want, I don't know, I don't ever want people to think that I'm hiding anything about that. And I want people to understand that um, my big catch line is, you know, disability can be scary, but it's not something to be feared. So I'm really, I'm kind of wide out i'm a wide open book <laughs> that's yeah. good we were, we were talking about taglines and i think that would be the one for this episode <laughs> uh i think out of the three um down syndrome epi- what kind of epilepsy does she have L- lennox gestel 
Levis Costello. Yeah. And then LGS. Yeah. LGS. And then the, the Down syndrome. Ha- autism. Autism. Okay. For out of those three, which is the most difficult to manage? Seizures. Seizures. Uh, hands down. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's situation is different with seizures, but if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I just, what, last week had a seizure mm-hmm. to the point where I was reverted to like the mind of a child for like an hour or two and i sell cars i work like 50 hours a week we have two podcasts you know (laughs) i mean i am i live a very active lifestyle obviously it's a very different situation but if you happen to have like where the other kids maybe get seizures as well um it's very manageable Mm -hmm. Uh, i i only have them when i'm asleep which is a little a little different than other cases. Like I said, a lot of people have a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, but that's definitely something that you know. In time, I think it'll be the least of your worries. Like I think that's something that you will get better at working around and dealing with when you have more uh, times dealing with it because I've, I've had mine for over a decade now Mm -hmm. and now I've gotten to the point where, okay, now I know what to do. Now I am used to it, but it took them so long to even figure out what to to say about me. It's gotten to the point where I'm used to it. Right. (laughs) Well, and we don't, you know, now we're not phased. I think what came with the seizures was, um, the, the hospitalization, Mm that was due to them and more months at a time and some stretches. Yeah. And, and more than even the hospitalizations were, um, the experimenting with seizure meds where she was put on a seizure med that was supposed to be this, it's supposed to be the magical med for, um, what she developed, which was called infantile spasms. So infantile spasms, if it is not controlled, oftentimes morphs into the Lennox Gestalt syndrome. So they're kind of connected. Um, but so she was on this med for it, and it was supposed to just be this cure-all, like, oh, everyone responds great to this med, it's going to work, it's going to stop the seizures. Um, but what it did is it, she was over-medicated, basically, and almost, and her organs just started shutting down, basically. She lost all muscle tone. Um, she was, what, like 11, 12 months? Sounds right. And so she had been almost sitting up on her own. She'd been, you know, really doing fine physically. And then we gave her this med and she reverted back to, I would say, worse than a new, like not even a newborn. Yeah. She couldn't hold her head anymore. Um, Well, she couldn't swallow. She she was was getting pneumonia. She was aspirating. So she had aspiration pneumonia. And then she even stopped... And they always try and fight me on this because they're like, no, that's not a side effect of that med. But she stopped even urinating on her own where we would have to cather like all this stuff and no yeah. one would listen to, you know, like that's like one of the most frustrating parts, you know, like I'm sitting there like at the, with the doctors and I'm like, no, we gotta, we gotta take her off. We gotta take her off. We're going to start weaning her. You have to start weaning her. And it took a good long while for them to even listen to me. Yeah. What can I ask? What the medicine is? It was Sabrol. What is she is she taking now for that? She's currently on Onfi Cap and Kepra, just the two, and then um, next Tuesday, the third, we're going down to Columbus, and she's getting um, it's called a Vegas nerve stimulator, and 
It's an implant. It's an implant that shoots, like, controls the electrical mm-hmm. waves, impulses. A, a pacemaker for the brain, mm-hmm. basically. basically. Did you guys uh, go to the Cleveland Clinic at all for her, or what doctor did you see? We've been, um, we were at Toledo Clinic for a while. Yeah, that's where I go, Dr. Nagel. Yeah, right? I love Dr. Yeah. Nagel. I love Dr. Nagel. I hate Toledo Clinic. It would take me two <laughs> weeks to get a response. Yep. <laughs> Kids just dying over here. No big. Yeah, Take yep. your time. <laughs> but we, yeah. But we've since, um, we were down in Columbus for about a year, and so we switched to Nationwide, and we've been really, really happy with them. And um, her current neurologist is, he's done a lot of research with medical marijuana, and so as soon as whatever needs to get approved by the FDA, she, she's going to start on that, which he thinks she'll be a great ca- candidate for and will really help her. Nice. So, so it doesn't like, that's just something that I know absolutely nothing about. She can start on that while she's this young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the, um, typically medical strains, uh, for that, for children are uh, curated. So they're super low in the THC count, but very high in CBD count. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's not a lot of hallucinogenics going on. I mean, there's still some lightweight side effects. So you yeah. just, kids still, especially because they're children, so yeah. they'll trip a little bit. But for the most part, it's, it's there for the um, right. Just, and but the drugs that she were she was on before, oh like, yeah, had she worse was side effects. Completely stoned all the time. Basically, she was just. We didn't hear her laugh for. Oh, very long. Like it was. So so she we heard her giggle or laugh prior to having seizures, and even a little bit at first, we kind of got the seizures under control right away, and then they came back with a vengeance. Um. But I feel like we went almost a year to 10, 10 months to a year without even hearing her laugh or have any emotion whatsoever. So just wow. like no emotion. And, and that was hard. Yeah. Just, there was a period of time where we thought we were going to lose her. Yeah. Like uh, when she was struggling with the, uh, the uh, pneumonia yeah. and just in the hospital for months at a time. Yeah. You know, it was. It, it was, was. It was off and on. So it wasn't like a full consecutive right. month, but. Well, right. for like an entire summer, we yeah. were in and out of the hospital. We were like home a week, back two weeks, home a week. I think there was a period of time we were there for a month and just, you know, one of us would sleep in the hospital and one of us would sleep at home. We'd take turns. And, and I was doing, I, you were working and I was in grad school. So at one point we hired a sitter friends to come stay with her at the hospital because we didn't want to leave her yeah. with strangers. Wow. Does she, yeah. does she bite her tongue? No, she does not. It may have happened. It, it, I think mine is still messed up from a week ago. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's that's good, though. Um, man, and I feel bad because I'm over here like, man, these side effects of my, my medicine. I lost my hair. I'm fat. Like, yeah. you're, like you're over here telling me all these horrible things. Well, I mean, it, it, like you even said, it's different for everybody. Yeah. You never know. And like, it did have a really great success rate. Like the, you know, statistically, yeah. like, because we looked at the statistics. We looked at all that yeah. stuff. We did a lot of We did a lot of research. There was a lot of different options that had different risks and... That one had the least amount of risks that we were, you know, concerned about at the time, but then it ended up backfiring. So, but then, you know, we changed things again and now she's uh, getting better and now she's got some even better opportunities ahead. So, you know, there's, uh, it's, we, it's a t- sometimes disabilities are, are a bitch. It's, it, yeah. it can be really tough, but, uh, you know, like she said, it's a part of life and uh, you just, roll with the punches and 
like humans have this amazing ability to just adapt. And, and that's what like I always tell because prior to having Evangeline, I think we had the, um, the other syndrome, right? So like I worked with this field. I, I, I know, I know. And I think that was part of my denial. Like, no, this is something that happens to other people. Mm. This doesn't happen to me. (laughs) You know, disability affects other people. It doesn't affect my life. I'm the one that comes along and helps like this wouldn't happen. Um, so I think that we just have that. And, and I remember thinking like, oh, well, I'm so happy that it's Down syndrome and I don't have to deal with a lot of complex medical conditions. You know, I was really happy about that. And then we came home that summer and literally it looked like a pharmacy had just vomited all over my house. Like we had meds, we had an um, oxygen machine because she wasn't breathing well on her own. We had a pulse ox to make sure her oxygen levels were high enough. We had a suction. We had this shaky vest you put on her to shake <laughs> like yeah, it, was, it basically looked like we put a hospital room in our house it was it was insane and i remember just thinking like i could never deal with that and then like i was like i had this moment of i'm dealing with it okay <laughs> i think we've both dealt dealt with it better at different times too and when like it's it's been a struggle at times but i feel like one of us usually picks the other one up like when yeah. the other one's just freaking out and it that's it's, uh... And I don't think it's even, <laughs> I, I think with disability, it's not even the disability itself, it's the fear of, of the future. So I think we, we always think in this future tense, like, oh, Alzheimer's and dementia are really high in, in this population. And, and actually, when I had her, I, had, I was working with an individual, he was in his late 40s, early 50s, who had Down syndrome and was a mess was screaming, crying, didn't know where he was, just all these things were happening. And all I could look at, like, I'm looking at my newborn, which this is, you know, years in the, and I'm like sobbing, thinking about that, like, no, I don't want her to go through with this and, and all that. So I think a lot of it is, is future. Yeah. Like I, we worry a lot about her future. We worry about, you know, will we outlive her? Will she outlive us? What will happen? You know? So I think that's a, it's more, you know, fears that you conjure up <laughs> than... Oh, and we are, we are good at that. that yes. is, uh The human brain's favorite pastime is uh, playing the game of what could go wrong. Oh, all of these things. <laughs> and then what do you do when everything did go wrong? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, this is my worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... It's part of what has helped us survive. Yeah. <laughs> what what can go wrong? Like... It's genetic, these disabilities, correct? Um, they're... Down syndrome and... Well, I, I just thought about, like, it's not, like, genetic, like, passed down. But they're, right. they're, on, they're at the genetic level. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So... The form you, of the DNA formation. Do you... Do you have a higher chance to have another child with Down syndrome? Yes. Because... Once you have a child, so she has trisomy 21, straight trisomy 21. So there's three different kinds. And if I get too rambly, you can stop me. Um, (laughs) There's three different kinds of Down syndrome, mosaic, trisomy 21, and then um, Robinsonian translocation, um, which typically is, you know, both the parents are carriers and then you have a child. And then your chances are one in... 30 
I don't know. That's I might have just pulled that out of my ass. Um, <laughs> so, but she just has, you know, trisomy 21. So, but even with her having that, my risk, because the mother is typically the, the carrier. I don't know if it's the carrier, but the, it's usually something going on with the mom that, that causes that. Always the mother's fault. Um, <laughs> Thank you, science. Yes, science has proven. No. Um, But so my chances went at my age from one in a thousand to one in 100 then once I had her. So my chances went up from like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I want to know, like, is that something that you guys are always worried about? I, I mean, I guess it has to be. It probably was before you even had... Evangelism. Oh, as far as having more children. More children. Yeah. Um, we just we just decided, you know, like after we had Evangeline, we knew that there was a higher risk, and uh, we talked about it, and we didn't we didn't screen for it or anything like that. We just figured, you know, if it happens, it happens. But we want to have more kids, so we had had the discussion. I think at at stopping, like if we would had a second child right away who also had Down syndrome that we would probably stop right. there for the fact that we would want to give them the care right. that, yeah. you know, we, we could provide. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we had had that conversation, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, we knew we wanted more kids and, you know, so we just went ahead and rolled the dice with it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but neither of them have any disabilities that we know of. So, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Do you want any more or three limit? <laughs> this is, yeah. I don't. It's, it's I'm open good. for debate. <laughs> she, she thinks so. But I'm I'm ready to call the doctor and you know. Oh no! Solomon wasn't even born yet, and he's like, "Can I schedule my vasectomy?" And I'm like, "No, you can't." <laughs> oh man! I was like, "Well, if you can't have any more children, doesn't mean I can't have any more children." So uh, things are getting <laughs> things are getting awkward in here. <laughs> no, we're we're Take probably done. Um. I would love to, I, you know, I don't love being pregnant. Like you meet women who are like, oh God, being pregnant so amazing. I love it. And I'm not that. I don't really love it at all. So I would be okay. Like I, I want another kid, but I would like to adopt maybe. Like okay. not have to give birth to them would be awesome. Um, so. Yeah, it sounds like the worst part. It really sucks. Well, I can't, I don't know. I have so many friends who love, like, they're like, birth is beautiful. I'm like, what is beautiful about it? I don't understand. But yeah, I've, I've watched three of them. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty <laughs> horrific, bloody sights. Yeah, they, they seem brutal. The whole, the whole process seems like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's fascinating. Uh, I actually enjoyed being in there for it, but it's. You can't unsee that. <laughs> I love kids. I want kids, but births freak me out, man. Yeah, they're pretty freaky. I was. Uh, we went it's to different school. when it's your. We kid. were all in school when they still <laughs> when they still showed you birth and health class. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Really? I mean, East Little Junior High. We watched a lot. Yeah. Well, the you went to a, yeah. I went were to. Were you at TCS then? Public school. I was probably at, at Lake or Millbury, mm. wherever Millbury does middle school. Because uh, oh. <laughs> I was like, if you're at a Christian school, then I'm sure they just. They were yeah, like, no, no they, they, these all just fall out of you. That's what <laughs> you know? I, I uh, went to a school where uh, you didn't have uh, high school dances, you had banquets because dancing led to making babies. 
Six. I know that. I know that's true. Mm-hmm. I know that right. Um, <laughs> so um, I want to know what do you think is the the hardest, like in in your day to day with Evangeline. What's the most difficult? The fact that she doesn't log for me because then that means I have to pick her up each time, and she's three years old now, three and a half, and. You know, she's a big kid, around, what, 40 pounds? Yeah. She's only going to get bigger. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's good that, that's why it's exciting that she's starting to pull herself to standing, because that's a sign that she's, she wants to walk and she's ready. Mm-hmm. So now it's something that we need to work on, because she is getting very heavy to pick up, but, you know, you know, if, if she didn't learn to walk, you know, that was always a possibility, too. We, you never know, uh, and... You know, we'd have to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, right now, we don't really. We just have to pick her up a lot. And <laughs> them forty-pound curls, dude. Yeah, yeah, you have some sweet biceps. <laughs> you know, you'd really think, but I have no upper body strength, and I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> you gotta get full extension. You gotta get full extension on the baby. Yeah, and you know, she has a lot of. You know, she also because of. What happened with the pneumonia and everything? She uh, doesn't eat as well, so we feed her through a G tube, really? and so that can be a challenge, especially when going out. You know, you have to pack up her, you know, liquid food that you can put in her G tube so that she can eat when we're out, and that's that's a big challenge in a lot of situations where you're trying to live an active lifestyle and go out and do things and. Yeah. Does she cry more than the others? No. No. She is. She's a really happy kid. She's very very content, very calm, and she she really entertains herself most of the time. But she is to the point where she's if she's crying, we're typically like a little we're pretty anxious about it. Like, what is she crying about? What's wrong? Yeah. She she will cry at times and and. It's pretty normal in, in the evening when she's, you know, done for the day. She wants to go to her room and kind of chill there. Uh, but, yeah, she is super chill. Our other kids cry so much. It's crazy. <laughs> she also sleeps through the night. It's She always has. Even when she was a baby, she would sleep 10 hours straight, 12 hours straight. Oh, when she was a newborn, she'd wake up yeah. a little bit. But Does she get... <laughs> does she get- to sleep in her own room, or does she need? Uh... She does now, yeah. Okay. For has for a little while now. We we have, we got this cool thing, this uh, this big square. It's like <laughs> fills up most rooms, uh, and it's like a padded square because she likes to move around, and we had a lot of problems keeping her in her bed because yeah. uh, you know she just crawls around, she moves mm-hmm. from one thing to the other, and she falls asleep when she falls asleep. Well, I've seen, I've seen the pictures. <laughs> She's she, been ham. She falls asleep in the weirdest positions. Oh, I love it. It's she, so she's funny. like a cat. Like every night you go in there and she's in a different weird position and it just it gives us a lot of entertainment. Yeah, every time you post one of those pictures, I'm like, oh my god, this little girl is so adorable. You should, like, <laughs> though, like, where she fell asleep like with her arms out, but she like her butt was in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what That's a popular it? one. That's a popular it? one. They can't be comfortable, but she's fine. Just head head she, right on the floor. Yeah, she yeah she just falls asleep however she falls, but uh, yeah she's she's like generally a pretty easy kid to uh, 
uh, compared to our other yeah. two. Especially the 19-month-old is so high maintenance. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, does it take more time and effort for uh, Evangeline than the others? It's just different. Depends on what you're talking about. Like, like, as far as getting ready to go somewhere, it's uh, always Evangeline's going to take a little more prep work. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, when it comes to some other things, like trying to calm a kid down or get him to go to bed, uh, that's much harder with with uh, our other two because they are very you know they don't want to go to bed they want to play they <laughs> harder or easier to get dressed in the, in the pajamas harder because I, I know kids hate harder to on. get evangeline dressed yeah because she's still like um like so cadence is at the point where you could be like put your arm through and yeah. she'll put her arm through okay. and she'll stick her legs up and yeah. just put her pants on yeah evangeline's like <laughs> she knows the drill let's yeah. wiggle this arm through and you know so it, she's still t- she's still total care okay. you know so yeah. she's she requires that and then you know so <laughs> Sometimes it's a little easier because she's so damn flexible. So you like the footy pajamas. Like if you're having trouble get the foot in, like hey, just bend. But she could <laughs> bend way up and put them in. Um, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He, he I'm asks every parent. <laughs> no one's um, ever given us an answer yet. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I know you guys talked about adopting. Um, if it came down to adopting, having the opportunity to adopt somebody with a developmental disability, would you do that? Or would you think that that would take away from the amount of attention you need to give Evangeline? That would probably depend on where we were in that, in that, at that time. I'm not opposed to the idea at all. Uh, No, I would, you know, in, in fact, like those, are the kids that don't get adopted? Yeah, basically. So I, I would love that to. And older kids don't yeah. get adopted very often, and like, yeah, I, I don't. Like everyone wants a brand new little baby. Yeah, same so. with same with dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody wants a puppy. I don't think it's the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're still living no, with creatures. I'm, I'm, I'm it's okay. It's just, yeah. I'm fine with those parents. I'm not to like <laughs> not to compare children to dogs. Basically, but, your kid's uh, like a dog. So okay? so far, Joe's called my kid an asshole <laughs> and said that dog. Yeah. We're, we're never gonna get any more parents on this show. Dude. <laughs> what a dick! I just know that like <laughs> once a dog is like a year old, it's like really hard to get people to adopt it. So I can imagine children has to be even worse because people want a baby. People want. Oh yeah, look that. at that. Look at those numbers one day. They're, they're, Which I don't. Bad. I don't even understand. Like, I mean, babies. I love. Okay, so I love the baby stage where they're tiny and they just like fit right on your chest and you can cuddle them. But like after that, there's just really a lot of work. They don't let you sleep. I mean, I'm I, very sleep deprived right now. <laughs> I am so fucking yeah, tired. Like, I'm not going to sleep for like 18 more years, I don't think. I just think if you pick, if you're gonna pick one up, get like an eight year old. Like they're ex- pick one up. <laughs> yeah, on your way home. Like it's a store. Right? Yeah. Just, I mean, well, you should go in. You're gonna pick one out. You're like, I like the eight year old. You mean eight year old looks like that kid is gonna have cool interests, right? They're gonna want to do cool stuff, and they're gonna ask you all kinds of cool questions. And you want to do cool stuff with you. Whereas babies are awful because they're babies, and then yeah, teenagers, they just teenagers shit are the and worst. Cry. Yeah. I think the idea <laughs> behind people wanting to adopt babies is number one they can choose whether or not to tell this child that they're adopted 
And number two, they can... Um, I mean, you got to tell them someday. Sure. But, <laughs> but if you have an eight-year-old, that's, yeah. I feel like that's part of the struggle. Right. Um, and then number two, they get a, a much higher chance to kind of raise this kid in their image, how they want to yeah. raise this kid, uh, versus like picking up a kid that already has imprints on them. You know what right. I mean? Well, yeah. and especially if a child's been like tossed around in foster care for a long time, there's a lot of abandonment issues. There's a lot of emotional things that are going to be going on. So I can see that. But also like, I don't know. I just, I think those are the people who need the most, you know, love and affection. And I don't know. I just, yeah. I would hate for anyone to feel unwanted. So... I think there's room for all of that for sure, but I definitely yeah. those people are neglected, and it's it's a, it's a, something that happens that's kind of stinks. Yeah, I mean we're I we're we're not in the position right now to do anything for a good couple of years until yeah. <laughs> we figure out our lives a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go call the doctor. <laughs> He's yeah. no fun. Yeah, three, three's good, dude. Yeah, three's. Very good. Yeah. Three, three is awesome. I mean, that's I come, Josh is on my side here. I come from a family of five children. My I'm, older sister has six children. Oh, man. I, you that's know. A, that's, a wow. lot of, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's a big Christmas. Yeah. I'm convinced she's trying to get her own TV show. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm one of three. Joe, you're one of many. Oh. <laughs> On my dad's side, there's like six. On my mom's side, it's just one other one. So, yeah. Two. two I'm, I'm two one years. of two. Yeah. So. yeah. You and your brother, right? Yeah. Honestly, though, I think Evangeline actually motivated. So, so it's very important to me that um, unless she chooses to move out on her own someday, right? So if she's like, Mom, I'm so sick of you. I want to live on my own. Like, I don't know that she would ever live on her own, her own. But, you know, if she wanted her own place, I would definitely respect that. But, um, you know, I've worked in a lot of uh, residential homes and, you know, it doesn't matter how good your staff are. There's still really shitty staff that you would just not want around your kid. And I mm. probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might need to redact that. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter how great your staff are. There's always there's always the one staff that you're like, well, you know, so I mean, it's it was important to me to, you know, maybe have other children who at some point I would hope they loved their sister enough that if I keel over and can't take care of her anymore, that they would they would do that and, you know, that's, have her. And, that's the hope. And yeah, <laughs> they may not. She keeps pulling her hair. We don't may never know. <laughs> but I, I think you know, and I it was important to have like more than than one kid like I wouldn't want to like say you are completely responsible for your sister I would never lay that on them but I would hope that yeah. they would themselves you know see no that. reason why they wouldn't you know if they're going to be raised in an atmosphere where disabilities right. are normal right. right I mean we don't know whether or not the other two kids you're going to raise are going to be assholes oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> you no, really they are that, that baby is always an asshole. Babies, babies are assholes. That's that's what they that's what they do. He doesn't mean to be. He's gassy. Is the pro- he's just a gassy kid. Yeah, it I'm makes an asshole, him cranky. <laughs> you should, I mean, it's true. <laughs> I feel that. You have 14 years of experience. Correct. Um, before we finish this segment, is there anything specifically that you want to bring to light about? developmental disabilities maybe we didn't touch on 
Oh, there's not time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything specifically? Any like specific um, misconceptions or like preconceived notions people have about the community of uh, d- the disabled? Um, I think the biggest one is is the um, inspiration. So a lot of people, you know, be like, oh, they're my hero. They're so inspiring and, and this and that. And I actually used to be one of those people like, oh, look at this person. They're inspiring. Um, but there's actually just a, a lot of great um, things. Uh, there's, you know, YouTube videos. Um, there's books. You know, there's there's a lot of great information out there written by people with disabilities saying, like, when you come up and tell me that I'm an inspiration, it means you would never want to live this way. So basically my life isn't for you wouldn't be worth living, but you know, it's so inspirational that I would choose to carry on. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like what else would you like me to do? Just keel over and die. So, um, I think that's, that's a big one. And then, and then, you know, just the whole parent, you know, if you're a parent of a person with a disability, like Cliff said, like, Oh, you're so amazing. Like, you don't know that I could be, crappy those, you know those are the two things i get a lot when ubering too and it's just like one of those things i don't get offended as much as i just kind of gag i'm just like uh <laughs> this again like it's cool. just yeah Thanks. <laughs> great it's it's just i'm just smiling now and i'm just like i i know they're they mean to be uh nice when, when right when yeah and you're like okay it's just I know. frustrating because it's false like it's yeah. right yeah. it's just not true and like oh good that's she's such an inspiration you know and i've even caught like i've caught myself like very early on saying stuff like that yeah. and then i was like that's a lot to put on this kid like yeah. but you know so i think you you just think of things a little differently like when you're kind of in the thick of it so it can make you feel weird too, because like people will praise your parenting like that. Like, and actually, sometimes I'm you're just incredibly terrible. feel like like so much self doubt about your parenting. Right, just feel terrible. Like getting out the door tonight, I yelled ridiculous amount. Like, <laughs> stop! What are you doing? Yeah, it's you just know, a lot so of like, yelling in parenting. What's it like trying to get a babysitter for Evangeline? Is it harder? <laughs> it it can be. Yeah, I mean, you. Sarah's worked with a lot of people with disabilities and has been able to get babysitters that way too, though. Yeah, um, I guess I didn't really think about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of family. family. We do a lot of family, and then if it is someone who, um, you know, hasn't had a lot of experience, it can be overwhelming. Like, hey, you know, little thirteen-year-old, she has seizures, so watch out for this. And oh, you can't feed her by mouth; you have to give her these meds or a G tube. You know, it's just a lot to lay on someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once you do it, it's kind of like second nature. We don't really think about much anymore. So. But babysitters, but, yeah. that, that has been a hard thing. And like, then you're like, we, do I? I need to pay him a lot more, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like the, you know, I need to pay him a little extra. And so when we when we lived in Columbus, we moved there, and we didn't know a lot of people. We knew my brother. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, we had one other uh, couple that we knew. Yep. And uh, then other other than that, it was just her coworkers. So we had maybe three or four people that we could try and call for a babysitter, but and half that, of those yeah. people are people that we wanted to go out with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, we know. it really was challenging, but we, we managed to get babysitters and were able to go out, you know, occasionally, but it was much more challenging when we didn't have family or uh, people that were close right. to us uh, back home here in Toledo. 
um, will she be will she be homeschooled or probably not um, she's actually getting she was in preschool a preschool program and then uh, she's getting back into one uh, starting January we're you know we're very firm believers and you know that people need to be around especially kids like it shapes you if you're around people with disabilities like um and you know we, we don't believe in segregation in any form so we want her to be around others and get used to other people and we want other people mm -hmm. to be around her so i think that's just something you that, know that and you know the public schools have resources that we don't have that, right yeah. that's uh she did yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, she made a lot of progress at school. So, well, my question is, how how does that work? Like preschool with her um, still learning to walk and things like that. So she is. She has um, an IEP, which I believe is individual education plan. Ooh, Joe knows all about those. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> Joe, you don't remember we just had this conversation with Stephanie. About IEPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Set Your Expectations, the show where we talk to people every week about newest shit, and you should know that by now. <laughs> um, I forgot the terminology. It's It's been almost a week. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> Christmas was in there. You yeah. had to deal with it's family. The, you said Stephanie. We all went to high school together. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Yeah. So, but... Um, we all know each other. Yeah. A friendly little community. I, I believe you guys sang together for the Follies. That is true. We sang a good Charlotte song. Uh, those two seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> was you the one you were supposed to go to winter formal with or homecoming? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah. And I got really bad grades, and so I couldn't so go. I couldn't go. <laughs> oh no! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Told Sarah that story. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have any other questions, Josh? No. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about as far as... Uh, yeah, did we not answer a question there? I don't even remember. Development of disability. Yeah. Uh, so legally, the school has to provide the services that she needs. See, I got caught up in the Stephanie thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you said I, IEP? IEP, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it throws me off and I get all lost. So do, do they pick her up and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she rides the bus. Um, there was some confusion because of her size and like safety issues. Um, so at one point we took her out in a stroller and we, you know, they lowered the wheelchair ramp and she went up. And then this last year they were like, oh, just carry her up, which actually is ridiculously dangerous, I feel. Like up the bus stairs and stuff. So we would have to carry her up and then um, buckle her in. She has a little car seat. But yeah, they, they transport and um yeah she she got trained to feed pt and... ot there's a nurse on site and yeah so it was a lot of really really good things that was pretty cool yeah iep iep individual education plan plan i think yeah Joe, you I, I think that's what it stands for. Okay. i feel a little dumb like you should absolutely absolutely that's what it stands for but don't worry, I'll pull the episode up later and I'll listen to it and double check. <laughs> yeah, no, Stephanie did tell us about it. Um, uh, that's that's what she does. She specializes. She teaches uh, kids with IEPs. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just forgot the terminology. <laughs> but um, 
that's all that I have. Is there anything else you guys wanted to divulge about the developmental disability? think so i think we covered most of it unless you yeah no you, you said a lot i didn't i, mean, I, I don't know stuff. probably said too much so no, no it was perfect very good so at this point we like to have a little bit of fun uh josh <laughs> leads off and he will just ask you some random questions mm. kind of dig in we usually don't do an episode with two people so he'll ask a question and you guys can take turns answering it and okay. then i'll go josh uh, they're not really all that random. This is definitely the same question I ask each and every week. And that question is, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a statement. And let's tell me about your first kiss. <laughs> uh, so mine, I was 20. Um, 20 for your first kiss. Yeah. Late bloomer cliff. Yup. Religious though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't date in high school. I was like terrified of it. Um, Don't worry, we all were. Yeah, I probably was better off for it anyway, because most of my friends who dated in high school like ended up hating like <laughs> groups of people because mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, I stayed fairly uh, neutral in high school with people, so that was nice. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I was twenty, and I uh, yeah, it was my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think she lived near my old hometown and I took her. I'm learning there. a lot because I didn't know you were married. Yeah, I was married <laughs> before. Yeah. I took her back to my old hometown on the way back to where she lived because it was like kind of on the way and we took a walk and I kissed her out there. And now my wife knows that. And that's super. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said anything about that. It's an <laughs> awkward thing to say to you. I like, feel like mine is so much worse though okay oh, fi- perfect. fire okay. back so oh god i hope like my parents don't listen to this or like anyone i respect uh <laughs> i hope no one i respect I'm listens just gonna to your go podcast. ahead and leave the room uh, um so i was are 19. you are you comfortable <laughs> if you don't want to say this you don't have to say I, this. i'll just give the abridged i was 19 and i had never kissed a guy before and i was at my best friend's wedding and um this guy that I really liked was going to be there. And I was so nervous because I had never kissed a guy before. So my other friend decided, Hey, just try out on my date. You know, you guys can kiss and he can give you some pointers, which was a terrible idea, which I told her, this is a terrible idea. I would need to be super drunk for that to happen. So we (laughs) we then went out and bought an alarming amount of liquor, which I consumed. And I made out with this guy for two hours in a truck. Um, The other girls date. Yeah, yeah, super whorish. Um, it was ter- It was a terrible experience. Um, I uh, mean, the making out wasn't terrible. It was. It was pretty good. Josh and I have done way worse than that. So, but then the guy, <laughs> like I liked, showed up, and I was in a truck with some other guy. So. Ah. Uh, yeah. And terrible. that friendship was not mended for a very long time. <laughs> So I've actually heard this story before. (laughs) Then what about your first kiss together? (laughs) Is that what you meant? No, well, no, that's what I mean. Now. <laughs> no, but you know, maybe, we just divulged all this information, we, and that's not what, even what he fucking yeah, meant. Actually, yeah, that's what he meant. That's what he meant. He just wanted to know about you guys' first kiss. Yeah. Take us down this romantic uh, Our ass first kiss line. was outside my apartment. No, it was no? not. Oh, God. oh shit. Do you make fun of <laughs> me for it all the time? Oh. Wait. Okay, 
Okay, so no, our first kiss was we had been hanging out for a while, and I've known Cliff since I was like 15, because I was actually friends with his brother Mel. And then, so I moved back to the area, and we reconnected, yada, yada, yada. So we had been hanging out all night, and he was out sleeping on my couch, because we were somewhat I don't know what I was thinking. And I really was like... I really like this guy. So I came out of my room and grabbed his face and kissed him and then turned around and went back to my room and slammed the door. And then (laughs) what was going on in your head? Uh, like I had been waiting for it. Stoked, I think. right? Just immediately stoked. Like yes. I was. I. It was. It was weird because we knew each other for so long and like it had such a odd friendship first. And so like, I just remember being like, when's the moment like there's something should happen? But then like, I'm sitting on her couch, like in her apartment, and and uh, yeah, she just yeah. pops out of the room real fast, walks in, kisses me, walks out, and I'm just like, I'm smiling. <laughs> I, I'm just like, that's the weirdest fucking thing ever. What? So that I then came <laughs> back out. And sat down and said, I'm so sorry, that was wildly inappropriate. I use the term <laughs> wildly inappropriate. And I'm so sorry, and I hope I didn't ruin our friendship, and da 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 And he's like, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm like, okay. So then I, I went back to bed. Sure, just kissed and then I just like, I Then I just like ran out the next morning. I'm like, show yourself out, bye. And that she was, was super it. uncomfortable. I was so embarrassed. What did you think your first kiss was? Uh, I was not thinking because I was... Our second kiss was outside my apartment, and I missed your face. He licked my nose, basically. Yeah, I totally... Because oh, I was man. real nervous, because, like, the first one was so weird, obviously. super smooth, and we're both So, yeah, smooth. like, we had two kisses that were very awkward, and I, I don't know why <laughs> I forgot about that, because that was But now hilarious. we have three kids, so we figured it out. I'm we, glad. Yeah. I'm glad it all I still mess it up sometimes, though. It's amazing. We all do that. <laughs> It's to be expected. But yeah, that was that, and she didn't call me till the next day, or I didn't. I called her the next day because she wouldn't return my calls. <laughs> I was really embarrassed. So she finally Wild returned my call, and she wouldn't acknowledge it for like five minutes. We yeah, so on he the was phone. like, "So, so you about kissed me kiss. last night." <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Have you guys seen the Neverending Story? I haven't seen it in, in so not long. Alone, since I was a kid. Wait. Are you guys familiar with the luck dragon from the running story that gets ridden around? Yes, kind yes of. absolutely. I, know, I like how I'm on a podcast and I'm doing the so-so sign. <laughs> so-so. And a little. As if you can all see me. The, I know I've been gesturing a lot. The so big dragon that gets ridden around in the running story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, my question was going to be, <laughs> uh, if you had your own luck dragon, what animal would you base it off of? Mm, what an oddly specific question. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to repeat the question. So, like, if you're gonna ride, if I had to ride an animal around through the sky, right? What, what would, would you base it off of? What uh, animal? Robot unicorn. Like so, that game. I'm, this would have to be a winged animal, right? Like, mm. no, just that it flies. Yeah, no, it just flies. I'm, I'm gonna go with flying monkey. I just think that's you know. Okay, I like that. <laughs> like a bigger monkey, maybe. I can't. How many more that I'll get? Sued. Here's. Here's like a grill Harambe. Here's my problem: <laughs> is that yes, I want I want uh, 
Harambe? Resurrected Harambe. I'm picturing him... Winged Harambe. No, I'm, I'm not picturing you on his back. I'm picturing him he's holding, holding you yeah. in his hand. <laughs> and with the other hand, he's just like Superman. Just <laughs> that, That's how Harambe would be. Cliff, you're in a... Anyway. King Kong. Okay, so here's... Here, <laughs> here's my dilemma in thinking about this question. Because I automatically went to... In the Never Everything story, it's like big and fluffy. Like, so I definitely, I don't want like a unicorn where I have to like straddle and hold on. Like, mm. I feel like there's a good joke there. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I want I'm something still that to I can. Out the kissing, so. <laughs> I want something like I can like relax on while I'm flying magically through the air. And, like, a dragon wouldn't be soft enough because, you know, of course, like, I like the whole dragon idea, but that's just doesn't feel. <sighs> You've said this it is a lot much. and still not answered the question. I know. I'm really struggling here. Yeah. I can't give you an answer. I don't Ask her know. anything about disabilities, but you ask her what fictional flying winged creature that she'd ride. It doesn't no have answer. to be winged. Nothing. I would like, okay, I would like some magical creature the size, like the widths of a king size bed, um, that's <sighs> fluffy. All right, do but, me a favor. Yeah. Close your eyes. Okay. What are you writing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally have this Never in my head. Story. It's a turtle with a mattress on its back. She's basically her. telling us she wants she wants a flying bed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Screw the animal part. I want a flying bed. A flying mattress. <laughs> Tonight when you guys go home, uh, Cliff, just get out your guitar, just sing the never ending story to her <laughs> while she falls asleep, and then text me tomorrow, guys, and let me know what animal she rides in her dreams. Uh, Josh, just move on to the next question. Could it be a fluffy hippo? Yes. Okay, I I choose a fluffy hippo. I've given you, I literally purposefully chose the never-ending story as like a guide for this question so you guys know that there are no limits because when i try to ask crazy <laughs> but, questions but, think, but you think, limited my whole because i my flying king-size mattress was gonna be a living creature that's okay too so i guess i think limited i think you overcomplicated it with the never-ending story i'm gonna argue that that's okay i don't know that that is okay I think I think you you intended for it to be simpler and you made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just depends on the guess. I think it's probably us. Like we no, probably made no, it worse. He, he asked the question. I'm looking at the wall. Like that's a that's a good question. But I wish you'd. What did he, why did he throw the luck dragon in? They didn't let it, plus they had no point of reference. I both told you like mm, I don't really know the difference. Like <laughs> but I everybody knows Falcor though. Everybody has seen it. I, I just know. haven't seen it. I was it. very young. Yeah, but you you can picture the luck can, dragon, right? Can we also talk about the fact that there's no resolution, and that drives me mad. I, I can't in, handle in, it. And the never-ending story? Yeah, because I want to go back and rewatch it, but I, I can't handle it. I have it. the book if you want to take it with you. And you can, get, you can uh, see if you like that better. I think it may be downstairs. Excellent. Josh. I don't know what's going on. What is your favorite dessert? I would say cheesecake. Is it a, choice, is it a pie or a cake? Oh, that would be... Oh, man, that's a good one. It's Cake is in the name, right? But it's it's much more like a pie. It's got... It's got a crust. Uh-huh. Sarah, is it a pie or a cake? Oh, man. It's oh, really easy. I... It's such a simple question. <laughs> I would say a pie because of the crust. That's right. Sarah would be correct. Cheesecake is a pie. 
Cliff is doing the thing right now where he like he just answered a question in class and he's looking around to see if he's right. Did I get it? Am I right? So is that guy? We call it cheese pie. You know, I don't know. New Yorkers are weird. Man, I don't know. And you? That just blew my mind. Um, chocolate chip cookies, man. That's a good choice. Nobody ever says that. Oh my gosh, I love chocolate chip cookies. I love a warm chocolate chip cookie. I like to be warm. I will rewarm them. Chocolate chip microwave. Uh huh. Fifteen seconds. My my problem is, I think like. (laughs) No matter what size the cookie is, like three is the acceptable serving size because that's how they always sell them. They always sell them in groups of three, yeah, like at the fast food places. Cookies. So clearly, yeah. I'm supposed to eat three. Do you like Although at Subway? They're giant, right? Mm. It's still, you still get still three. three. Do you like milk? And Subway has a cheesecake do you cookie. Dip your cookies in milk. They do. It's very good. I it's don't like best. dipping the cookie in milk because it changes. They're too smushy. Changes then. the consistency. Yes. But it's so good. No, you yeah. have to eat. I'm a dunker. No, you have to eat and then chug. Who's take a bite? Who's a drink? dunker? I'm a dunker. You're a dunker. You're a dunker. I don't drink milk. No, he hates milk. Oh. Communist. I. <laughs> not your mom. Not your milk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but um, almond milk. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys one more question. My mom's on an almond. It's going to be equally as complicated as the last one, so try to just, just follow stick with me here. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> if you guys were going to go on a superhero ride-along, like shadow a superhero for a day, who would you pick? You posed that one much, much better. Oh, man. I, I've always been a Batman guy. That's a dark trip. Sarah, let's start with I'm you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Cliff, that dude's gonna lock you in his car. I feel like that would be nothing. adequate. That like, I feel like you'd be like, yeah, Batman, let's get deep and dark. That <laughs> got real weird the way you said that. He even had like a swagger when you said it. Let's do it. Let's just get there. He's a handsome man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it in a sexual way, but I meant like, yeah, like they're he's gonna got spend, something going on with Robin already. They're gonna though. spend two hours making out inside <laughs> Batman's car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stick with Batman. I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. You know things are gonna get crazy. Yeah. Can I catch him on a night though, where he's like, where he's driving the bat jet around. Yeah. So at least you're in the sky when he leaves you alone by yourself to go fight bad guys. Because that dude's not taking you with him. You are a liability. That's true. I'm telling you, he'll just he's, like tie you up there. Yeah. He's, Come back no, he, later. He's maybe just, he's just like there's child locks on this. You can't get out, and he just drops out of the bottom. <laughs> The Batman, he don't care. I would hang out with Rogue from, but not from the X Men movies because the Anna Paquin character just it wasn't right. She was a little, I didn't like it. Yeah, but like she was the too vulnerable. I want, the I want Rogue, sassy Rogue, the Rogue from like the cartoons, like the nineties cartoons with all Miss Marvel's powers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. That's I, right. that's the one I'd like to hang out yeah, with. That Rogue's I can the best. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I can dig it. Plus, you know, I wasn't. Cool. I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest. I like it. I thought you were gonna choose some handsome like. You know. I had a Thor thought. I had a Thor thought, and then I thought deeper. I'm like, okay, Sarah, stop sexualizing Thor, objectifying. There's a hammer. Right I saw it. Maybe that also could have like Thor's hammer is literally sitting right here. So I, I was about, already like, putting it on the ceiling in. or something, but I was like, ah, that'd just be tacky. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. 
It's I agree. A, it's just sitting in the corner right now. You obviously need to smash things. Unfortunately, I can't lift it. Oh, <laughs> I have to call Thor down from from uh, Asgard every time. Is he up here? Uh, Lady Thor is. Oh, there yeah. we go. There's a little hammer up there, too. <laughs> uh, Josh, you want to give him one last question? <clears throat> hmm. Let's see. Let's make it a good one. Oh... Tell me something, tell us, all of us something, that you don't think each other knows. That, oh my god, I don't know. Like, like, well, you, know, you, you told us of your, your wife, your first kiss with your first wife. So that's, that's <laughs> weird, so. I mean, just, just be anything. It's something you just haven't mentioned or maybe a deep, dark secret that you come clean to on the internet to all 14 of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of like sharing this, but now I like if I really answer this, I I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh oh. Well, she's like, got a good answer. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I don't. Well, I just like if it's gonna be like a deep, dark, dirty secret, then I don't. Well, it doesn't have, it doesn't to, have to be a deep, dark. I don't feel like we be... have that many though. Like we're pretty. Honest. I'm trying to think of. I don't know. Like okay, for instance, if I was gonna tell. Um, like one day I'll get married and I'll say, "Hey, there's something you don't know about me." One time when I was a little kid, I tried to ride my bike down the stairs and it didn't fucking work. <laughs> like that's probably not something I would tell Just, a girl before I married her. <laughs> I feel I like my my, my good one, you already know. So like I thought I could fly till I was like ten or eleven. No way. Oh my god. Explain. Well, because I <laughs> I always had like these really vivid dreams of flying. And so, and there was a very specific thing that, like, I, I would kind of hold my breath and 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 fly. But, like, once I got flying, I could breathe again. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was passing out or anything. It was very methodical. Like, there was a... And so, like, I just always had these dreams that I was flying. And, it, like, finally when I was, like, 10 or 11, like, I realized they were just dreams. I mean, like, I wasn't, like, just standing there like, why am I not flying now? Like, it just dawned on me one day, like, oh. I think those are dreams. I'm not really going out flying. It's <laughs> oh, so wow. rad. <laughs> I wasn't a very bright kid. Yeah, no. I, I liked that it took you till ten. It took me a while. Ten to ten is a. Uh, I was late. a very like whimsical kid. Like I remember on my tenth birthday, my dad let me sit in the front seat of our minivan to drive to school, and I was like, "Dad, I'm a decade old today." And he's like, yeah, happy birthday. I'm like, no, you don't understand. A decade, dad. A decade. And he was just like, yeah, weirdo. Like, yeah, we so it. like, And then like, I watched a lot of like Anna Green Gables. So like, I always wanted to walk with my girlfriends like arm in arm and be like, we're bosom buddies. And I remember like one friend was like, that's really fucking weird. You got to stop. Like, I don't want to link arms with you. I don't want to tell each other deep, dark secrets. Like, You're being too stop. physical with me. I need you to stop. So... Cliff, to make this easier for you, I'm going to tell you something that Josh doesn't know. Um, oh, until I was maybe eight or nine, I had, uh, whoa, I think her name was Rosie. She was a clown, and she came and catered every birthday party I had. 
And um, <laughs> it was a the whole thing. The look of like sheer delight on your face. <laughs> is that sheer was, delight or terror? It on was your a face? whole thing. She brought. She always brought water balloons, and she did a whole thing. <laughs> and then one year, the kids got too old, and they fucking hated it. And I was real sad about it. Like Aww, people hated this that clown. That is so sad. And then I, we couldn't get her business anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> the next year my mom was like do you want me to call Rosie I'm like don't call Rosie it was so embarrassing last year but I wanted her oh that is fantastic yeah I don't think I ever told anybody about that no, but I used to have a clown amazing. on the Reggie just Dude, you had a clown caterer what yeah, she, I mean she for how many years also, for how many years probably at least like it wasn't just like me and my sister so like oh my God. for like probably five or six years we had the same clown come and do our parties every single time and then one one year all the kids were like what the fuck like we're too old for this and i'm like where's the fucking magician and i had to pretend like i also wasn't like but really you, but really you love that clown oh i did but i had to, <laughs> i had to pretend like i wasn't entertained i'm like yeah, she a bitch though. Like, just like, <laughs> like the best story. Really, ever. All you want, like, like Rosie, please, I just want one balloon giraffe before you go. <laughs> I was like, I was like, can we get through this so we can just do the water balloon fight? But inside, I was like, I just, I just want all the animals. I just want them all. <laughs> like, make me a crown, please, Rosie. <laughs> oh, I, I hope is... somewhere she's still out there oh. doing her thing. Oh, that brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff. All right, let's hear it. I just don't. I, I like. Ah, I don't know. I had a, a pillowcase that I kept from like when I was a baby until I was like, I think I was eight or nine. What was his name Maxwell? It didn't have a name, but it had holes in it. And it was like, like it was originally like this light, like pastel color. And when I, like by the time that it was gone, it was like a dark green <laughs> and That's it had bad. spots all over it. And I went to my uncle's one time and he threw it in the garbage and like I freaked out and like <laughs> and they uh, fished it out of the garbage for me, washed it, and I went back to sleep with it that night. But oh, I eventually it, it tore apart and I got rid of it. But okay. I had a safety blanket. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I knew that. You knew that. God knew damn that it. Story. You had a safety blanket. Sorry. I had a safety blanket. I don't know what you don't know. Did you know about the pillowcase? Mm-hmm. Well then it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I don't know. See, but in his defense, he has a terrible memory, so he probably didn't know that I knew that. Oh, yeah, Cliff, you and me both, dude. Yeah? I can't remember anything ever. I, I just... Uh, I forget entire people. That's why I just tell her everything so she can remember. So that's. I that's, feel really bad that I don't have anything. I just can't uh, think of anything. No, you trust me. You told them a lot more than you needed to, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be about it. Um, it's been wonderful. Uh, oh, you want to do the question? What question? Will we ask them to ask us a question. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Man, you're just jumping the gun on this show. It's been, you know, it's Christmas. It's been a long day. Dude. It has been a long. Life. Yes. So let me just take over for Joe here for a second. Then uh, we end the show the same way every time, which is weird that he wouldn't end this way. Uh, <laughs> and that is, we ask you if you have any questions for us. Okay, you, you can both ask us a question, either together or individually. It's fine. 
I have a question for you. Oh, fantastic. Were you really fully naked when you said, don't mind my nudity, and you ran across the hall? No, I was just shirtless. Okay. (laughs) No, I was just shirtless. Okay. That was my question. That's fine. Because they're like, didn't you look closer? I'm like, no. He said, don't mind my nudity. Yeah, I just just walked by and said, don't mind my nudity. I didn't know if he was looking or not. Cliff and I tried to zoom in, but we realized that we were just (laughs) so attached to our phones that taking two fingers and (laughs) pulling them apart didn't work. Yeah. any questions, Cliff? Um, I was thinking about asking. You guys uh, got two podcasts now, and uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of a question. But... Surprisingly, not. This is everyone's question. <laughs> it's about the podcast. It's about the podcast, which Maybe is perfectly should... fine. No, you know what? I got. Fine. Uh, I have a better question. Go ahead. Yeah. You go. How has having a sibling with a disability caused shaped you? How has that affected you? Well, honestly, I don't, I don't know her. Like, I mean, I met her twice, maybe. Um, She lives in Jordan, uh, so she lives overseas. So I don't know her. She probably doesn't know English. Uh, She was five when I had seen her, Um, and then she didn't know English. She only know Arabic. So, uh, but I do know that, like. Then the the daughters, uh, or my other little sisters, like did a lot of the caring for her. So that probably affects them in a huge way because like they probably still continue to do most of the caring for her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I just want to ask a bunch of questions about your family. <laughs> oh, you, you have plenty of time with them after this. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, anything? Cliff, don't feel pressure. You don't. You don't have to. Well, I'm trying. The to show's think. really relaxed. I'm just, uh, yeah. I should have listened to more of uh, the podcast episodes before I came on, so I would have been prepared for this. You are. You are perfect. I feel like fine. such a such a bad friend right now. I haven't no. listened to, no, uh, to a lot. Of, I've listened to a few episodes though. You are perfectly fine. I gotta catch up. Um, I don't think I have any uh, any. I'll just listen here. to this one. I probably won't listen to any other. No. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's I, fine too. I have no. I have no misconceptions that just you're going kidding. to listen to them all. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think I, I talked to you guys at the beginning. You don't have anything that you want to plug. I don't think. I mean, I, I mean people can uh, check out my music. I uh, never really talked about that, but I I play music. I'm not really doing a lot currently, but I'm uh, always working on something, recording something, or doing a live video. So go to uh, facebook.com slash Clifton Band, and uh, you'll hear some of my music there. That's the only thing I've got. Do you have a SoundCloud? I do. Um, well, and I don't I, know why I asked that, because I know you do, because every time you listen to an episode, it shows me on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't use it very often, um, but it's uh, I think it's The Clifton. Is the, uh, I think that's correct. I think it is, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the Clifton the very the one and only <laughs> yeah and I have some music on there as well I need to update it I need to get back on there hell yeah <laughs> we can be found on Instagram at set your expectations at set your expectations yep. and on Twitter at, at S Y E Cast and I am at Joe of the Sound on both Instagram and Twitter. And Josh, where can we find you? At Joshua G Justice, just all over everywhere. Okay. Well, it has been wonderful. Uh, guys, you want to sign off? 
<laughs> yeah, I apologize for all of my uh, stuttering and rambling and uh, oh. in- incapable to answer your questions. Never, That's not a good apologize. sign off at all. Like, <laughs> never I apologized mean... for stuttering uh, or rambling because we do both on this show and we take no prisoners. Yeah, you can just tell these you can tell these fuckers that they're welcome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're welcome, America. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can cut it out. <laughs> um, any last words? This will all get cut in us. post. Oh, Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I just said thanks for having us. Yeah, that's a better thing to say. She said the right thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's been wonderful. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs>